you need to pray each one of the 30 employees every day. And then you can guide them spiritually very well. Secondly, you need to make your time to talk to them one by one. You know, then you need to ask what's your wish, what's your problem. And then you need to put your maximum effort to solve their, each one of them. And then you can become parents and automatically you can witness them. You need to witness them and teaching divine principle. Uh, anyone who is the really most able type person and then teach uh, divine principle through one on one, one by one. So, and then I think your, your company become more prosperous. 안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Whenever uh, I wake up every morning, really God encouraging me that God saying, you really need to guide our entire members really beautifully and really how to say every morning you need to share really kind of unforgettable unforgettable of the memory through the morning devotion i say i say i god i cannot do much don't worry i will talk to you i will talk to the people through your mouth that's why I always, one of the, my real prayer is, how can I have empty mind and deny myself? Let God use my mouth. And once again, I really so inspired to hear the, you know, lot on their families, such beautiful appreciation. Today, I'd like to talk about women will play a leading role in the ideal world too from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's study. Women will play a leading role in the ideal world too. Today, I would like to reveal to you the fundamental cause of this problem. And at the same time, I would like to suggest the solution to realizing the ideal world for which we yearn with all of our hearts. This is not something that comes from human knowledge or thought. As you may know already, my husband, the Reverend Samyang Moon, has devoted his whole life to solving these issues. Living by his side and attending him, I have been deeply moved and inspired by his teachings and his life of practicing love for God and humanity. <clears throat> When a wife has attained such deep enlightenment about the truth, and when she has been inspired and moved constantly by her husband's character and his life, I believe that it is her task to make it known. This is because family breakdown and disharmony in the relationship between husband and wife are the fundamental causes of problems in humanity and are reflected in today's troubled world. When you think about it, there are only two types of people living on this earth today. These two types are men and women, that is, husbands and wives. Though innumerable people are living together and all kinds of relationships and problems are arising, 
the core of all these problems is the relationship between these two types of people, men and women. Therefore, we need to examine the original heavenly way that God established to be followed by the first man and the first woman. Yeah, thank you. The solution to realizing the ideal world for which we yearn, yearn with all our hearts is not something that comes from human knowledge or thought. If all the problems of the fallen man had been the result of the human knowledge or thought, all problems would have already been solved. But, I, but look at the fallen world today. Problems are growing serious day by day. What this means is that even all the saints and saints and great figures that have come and gone so far have not been able to solve the various problems of a fallen man. So we come to a conclusion that all the problems of the fallen humankind and the world are impossible to solve unless it begins with the individual who is one with God, not fallen man. That's why everybody is everybody's waiting for the Messiah. You know, family breakdown and disharmony in the relationship between husband and wife are the fundamental causes of problems in humanity and are reflected in today's evil world when crime and struggle and decadence have, have become a rampant. There are 8 million people living on this earth today, but in the end, the problem lies in the relationship between man and woman. That is a husband and wife. Therefore, if we just solve the problems of men and women, husbands and wives, all problems can be solved at the same time. Therefore, in a way for a man and woman, husband and wife to become one and love each other is the solution to all problems. The way of a husband loving his wife and the, the wife loving her husband is the shortcut to world peace. In conclusion, world peace starts from the mind and body becoming one and the husband and wife becoming one. From that point of view, what's the biggest contribution to world peace? The first is to control one's own body. The second way is that husband loves his wife and the, the, and the wife loves her, his husband, her husband. The way to achieve the world peace is not far away, but it is the closest. I am, I, I'd like to remind you again, what is the best way to contribute for world peace? How can I make unity between mind and body? This is the way to make, this the, this the way to contribute the whole, for world peace. Secondly, how much do I love my wife? How much do I love my husband? That is the way, you know, best way to contribute for world peace. Nothing else. 
if we create that kind of the unity between mind and body, at the same time, create the unity between husband and wife, then can be solved all the problems. That's why my dear brothers and sisters, you need to think every day I need to contribute for world peace. What is that? Control my body. Secondly, I love my spouse. This is the way contribute work for world peace, best way. <laughs> Actually, the answer is simple. The practice is not easy, right? Leaving divine principle, the human heart as a view to do the spiritual and physical minds. Let's just study EDP. The spirit mind, the physical mind, and their relationship in the human mind. The relationship between the spirit mind and the physical mind is like that between internal nature and external form. When they become one through give and take action with God as their center, they form a united functioning entity which guides the spirit self and physical self to become harmonious and progress toward the purpose of creation. This united entity is the mind of a human being. The conscience is that faculty of the human mind which, by virtue of its inborn nature, always directs us toward what we think is good. However, as the standard of goodness in fallen human beings varies, the standard of their conscience also fluctuates. This causes frequent contention, even among those who advocate a conscientious life. The original mind is that faculty of the human mind which pursues absolute goodness. The original mind relates to the conscience as internal nature to external form. A person's conscience directs him to pursue goodness according to the standard he has set up in ignorance, even though it may differ from the original standard. However, the original mind repels this faulty standard and works to correct the conscience. As long as our spirit mind and physical mind are under the bondage of Satan, the functioning entity they form through their give and take action is called the evil mind. The evil mind continually drives people to do evil. Our original mind and conscience directs us to repel the evil mind. They guide us in desperate efforts to reject evil desires and cling to goodness by breaking our ties with Satan and turning to face God. So based on that, let's study Father's word. Seek the word which can move the original mind. Even fallen humans still retain their original minds. If the word which, were, which brought about the history of creation were to return to the earth, even fallen humans would have no choice but to follow it. This is why, as humans living in the last days, all of you absolutely must seek the word that moves your original mind within your lifetime. You must be aware that if you are unable to find the word, you will be swept away by groans of misery and will be unable to make a connection with God, no matter how hard you may try. Yes, 
Although human beings have fell, the reason God has been able to, able to walk with the fallen people is because fallen humans still retain their original mind. Therefore, if the word which brought about the history of creation were to return to the earth, there will be hope for God's will to be realized for the first time in history. However, you must be aware that if you are unable to find the word, you will be swept away and by groans of misery and will be unable to make a connection with God no matter how hard you may try. Therefore, you need to find the word that makes the original mind uncontroll uncontrollably happy. You need to find the word that you cannot forget once you hear it and cannot help but follow. Have you ever heard the word of the divine principle and felt the joy that your original mind could not control? As you listen to the word every morning, do you realize that true parents' words are truly the words of the eternal truth? If my original mind does not rejoice even after listening to the word of the divine principle and true parents, it is necessary to know that I am seriously ill. If the problems of our heart cannot be healed even through the divine principles, there is no way to heal our problems anywhere in the world. So we will be eternally ill. That's why when you are in this kind of situation, when you completely lost your first love, your first motivation, I think really you need to go back to the original point. You really need to reflect on yourself. You really need to repent yourself. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Otherwise, without that kind of the going, going back to the original point, and without that kind of the, without the repentance, we cannot get back again. That's the problem, my brothers and sisters. That's why, how can we really keep first the motivation and our first love when we receive the God's word, we, were, we are so inspired, right? That's why, what's the best way to really keep first the motivation and determination? So far, my own experience, okay, I already explained so many times, but my own experience, you really not just only practice, you need to really bring the result. And really, you need to multiply. When you focus on multiplication, and then you can, you can get truth. Wow, this truth is really eternal truth. This, this truth is really reality. When you really multiply and more and more, and you, you again confirmation, wow, this truth is really eternal truth. And next content. The original mind wants you to be proud of yourself. We want to be proud of ourselves within our daily lives. 
We want to hold our heads high in front of not just our neighbors, but the whole world. It is not wrong to want to be proud of ourselves. This is the desire of the original mind. It is this natural heart of creation that brings us to the heavenly kingdom. It is our hearts that want to make our names known by not just our families, but by society, our nation, and the world. Father said we want to be proud of ourselves within our daily lives. We want to hold our heads high in front of not just our neighbors, but the whole world. It is not wrong to uh, want to be proud of ourselves. This is the desire of the original mind. Also, when parents want to be proud of their children, children want to be proud of their parents, leaders want to be proud of the, the members, and the members want to be proud of their leaders, it is also the original mind. However, you always need to think if the heart of the wanting to be proud is self-centered or is genuinely for the sake of the bring joy to the whole. Always need to check your motivation, centering on self-centered or centering on other centered. Joy centered on original mind is one where my joy becomes the joy of the whole. And the joy of the whole becomes my joy. Therefore, when I try to be proud, we need to be checked whether or, or not I am trying to bring God's joy as well. And today's youth ministry, the church and individuals that true parents want. Let's study. Churches that were rebuked. The book of Revelation gives praise and rebuke to the seven churches. The reason why the fourth church was rebuked was that despite having love and faith, they could not divide good and evil and just accepted it. This is as wrong as Abraham offering the dove whole instead of cutting it. <clears throat> Isn't a person with two masters a prostitute? Isn't a woman with two husbands called a prostitute? The Lord rebuked this church very much. Next, God rebuked the lukewarm church. In all, there are five kinds of rebuke. But if you classify them in detail, you can create six categories. One of them is the rebuke of you have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. To be lukewarm means to be dead. Being lukewarm is the same as being dead. That is why those two rebukes can be viewed as one, and the rebukes divided into five categories. Yeah, recently I'm talking about the, the book of Revelation, right? The reason why the false church was rebuked was that Despite having love and faith, they could not divide good and evil and just accept it. Father said that serving two masters is a sexual immorality. The principle says that we fallen people stand in the midway position where we can be divided as being on God's side 
when we make good conditions, and on Satan's side when we make evil conditions. If we stand in the position of the serving two masters in this way, we are adulterous people. We are the people of the fornication. We need to know that. Not just only really commit chapter to sin. You know, what, what does a sexual immorality mean? What does adulterous people mean? We are serving two masters. God hated that one. That's why we need to clearly separate all the time what is good and what is evil. You accept both, both things, good and evil, then you are adulterous people. Or you are using the name of the embracing. Ah, embracing the person is okay, but you cannot embrace that person's sin. You cannot embrace evil. If we embrace and goodness and evil at the same time, become very confused. Why we cannot raging about children? We do not teach them what is the good, what is the evil. That is the problem. That's why children are really curious. What is the absolute standard? That's why we need to correct them and teach them what is good and what is evil. Just you try to love them and even though make mistakes, just embrace them. That is not a good way. Have to be very clear. God talked to the Adam and Eve. If you eat the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, you should die. God warned them. God warned them to not eat. Okay, other things you can do it. Do not eat the fruit. God warned them. God, how God raised up, tried to raise up Adam and Eve, clearly teach them do not eat. Do it or don't do it. Clearly teach. If we do not teach clearly what is good and what is evil, do or don't do, children become very chaos. That's why, you know, to guide them as the parents need to show the model very clearly, you lay the foundation of love and then teach them and show the model everybody can follow. Why children cannot follow? Because you see my parents' standard. And they are arguing and fighting and disharmony between my father and mother. And they say something, nobody follow. Nobody follow. That's why, you know, to guide the members, you know, to guide my children, always need to show the mother what you are saying. You need to do, really practice. Without foundation of the love and say something, no one can follow. This is our second generation problem, our third generation problem, our used generation problem. Therefore, you know, to be liberated from sexual immorality, we need to clearly distinguish good and evil and serve only one master. Due to the result of the Abraham not cutting the dove, his descendants, his descendants suffer in Egypt for 400 years. In our life of faith, if we also stand in the position of the serving two masters while being unable to distinguish good and evil, we will pay indemnity and suffer our entire lives all the time. Very important, you know, how to distinguish good and evil. 
very, very important, my brothers and sisters. The next church that God uh, rebuked was a lukewarm look, uh, look look church. Not cold and not hot, just a lukewarm church. The Lord uh, rebuked, you have a, a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Are you really cold or are you really hot? You just look warm. Then really, Bible say here, you have a you have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Next. The reason the church falls into routine. Today, we need to think for a moment whether the fifth rebuke applies to us. If you have a heart that is centered on your spirit mind, you cannot be lukewarm. If you have the heart of the word centered on your spirit mind, you will live with the passion of the word. The reason for being lukewarm is that one doesn't always divide themselves into good and evil clearly. Another reason is that when you live a life of faith according to one custom and habit, you become lukewarm. When habitual life becomes routine, it becomes lukewarm and clouds the soul. Those who are controlled by their spirit mind are always ambitious. A healthy person can always have good taste and they eat because they want to, not because it cannot be helped. How tasty is that food? It is like eating because you long for food. Those who cry because their hearts are happy, because they long for the word, their church members, and God are those who are healthy in spirit. Yes. The reason our life of faith becomes lukewarm is because we don't divide good and evil clearly. Second, when we live a life of faith according to the one custom and habit, we become lukewarm. When habitual life becomes a routine, it becomes lukewarm and clouds, to, to clouds the soul. On the other hand, if you are always centered on spirit mind and have the heart of the world, you will live with the fire of the world. Just like how a healthy person can also enjoy food. Those who are dominated by the spirit mind are always ambitious and always enthusiasm. You know, always powerful to go forward. People who live by the, their spirit mind always long for the world, long for church, long for members, and long for God. Uh, for, for God, live a life where, uh, where their heart, you know, through the big, uh, uh, because they are very happy about that. Next. How is my church and community? <clears throat> Today, I would like to ask a question to all of you who are in charge of a church or community. What kind of church is your church? What kind of community is your community? Is your church being rebuked? Does your church deserve both praise and rebuke? Or does your church receive no praise 
and only rebukes. If you look at the Bible verse, out of the seven churches, there were four churches that were not praised and only rebuked. The Philadelphia church was the only church that was not rebuked and only praised. In order for the Unification Church to lay a foundation, people with a Christian background should have entered and connected with true parents. And based on that background and foundation, people of other religions and atheists should have been connected. Yeah. How about myself and my church? And what kind of a community is my community? Are you, are you individuals and churches that are rebooked? Uh, re, uh, are you individuals and churches that should be both praised and rebuked? Or are you individuals and churches that should receive the no praise and only uh, rebukes? The Philadelphia church was the only church that was not rebooked and only praised. The original Philadelphia church was praised was because it became a church that always witnessed and was overflowing with a new life. Next, it was because the Jews that God had prepared were restored. So how can we make God happy? Very simple. We need to follow like the model of the Philadelphia church. We need to witness many, many Cain be restored. And then, you know, God's chosen religion, which is a Christian, Christian group and Christian member, Christian pastor, get to know to the parents. Then we can become another model church like a Philadelphia church. I will say this once again, through the content of this text, we can see how important it is for our unification movement, FFWPU, PU, a movement to restore Christianity and the established Christian, which is Cain's position. Final slide. The church and individuals that true parents want. In order to join, join our church, you had to enter with both your base and social foundation. It is a shameful salvation for people without any foundation who came to know the true parents on their own. It is like indebted salvation. Everyone, what is true parents' wish? Today, we can know through the Lord's praise for the Philadelphia church. In the end, it is about resolving the incident in Adam's family. We must become the substance of the word that Adam and Eve could not fulfill. That is the foundation of faith. Isn't the next step to build a family of love and a church of love through the foundation of reconciliation between Cain and Abel? We should all become a church that is praised by God and true parents. My dear brothers and sisters, what is a true parent's wish? In the end, it is about resolving the incident in Adam's family. We must become the substance of the word that Adam and Eve could not fulfill. That is the foundation of faith. Next, it is bring main Cain figures to natural 
submission through the witnessing and realize families, churches, tribes, and nation of love. In other words, the things that God will praise the most are the restoration of the main cane fears and natural submission of the Christian groups that heaven prepared. From here, God and true parents' heart is relieved. My brothers and sisters, how can we get a praise from God and true parents? Witnessing. Witnessing. There is no witnessing. God, no concern about that person, that church. You know, God's wish is to really, he wants to bring back all his children to his bosom. That's why those who don't have the witness, those who don't, do not have any concern about the witness, God's love is not there. That's why when we know God's wish, God's wish is to bring back all his children to his bosom. That's why we need to really, really break through witnessing. Today I talk about the church and individuals that true parents desire. Thank you very much. God bless. Incredible word this morning again. Thank you. Uh, you touched on many topics, Dr. Young. You started with how we can contribute to world peace through controlling our body and loving our husbands and wives. <laughs> loving Dr. Young. Loving Dr. Young. <laughs> yes. And also that we have to find the word that stimulates our original mind and that it's not wrong to be proud, but the question is our motivation. And then you close with the key rebuke, which is being lukewarm, that we have to model the Philadelphia church by resolving what Adam and Eve could not fulfill, the foundation of faith and also building a family and a church of love through witnessing. You are very good student. Really, you got the main point. Thank you, Joshua. Giving the spark notes to the world. Thank you, Dr. Young, so much for uh, this morning heart devotion. And now all of that is put into action through living testimony. So I'm excited to invite up my brother from the Bay Area, Carp, his recent experiences from campus witnessing. Please receive Yuki Tanaka. Hi, good morning, brothers and sisters. Um, it's great to see you all on the East Coast. Um, yeah, my name is Yuki Tanaka. I'm 23 years old, and I'd like to share with everyone my experience with on-campus witnessing. Uh, but uh, before I, I go into that, I thought it makes sense to share a little bit of background information. Um, so I graduated college uh, two years ago in 2020. And I decided to join a CARP center after I graduated college um, and, and be a full-time CARP member when I was out of college, um, which is, it was an interesting choice, but for me, I felt like I really needed something to grow in my life of faith. I was particularly wanting to grow a deeper heart towards true parents and um, conviction and divine principle. So uh, that's what I did for a year. And unfortunately, uh, because of COVID, there wasn't a lot of in-person opportunities to do one-on-one -on -one witnessing. Uh, but still, um, 
Carpe area managed uh, to to raise some guests, and I had the opportunity to uh, support other people with their guests, um, and it was a great experience. I, I really enjoyed um, alongside with um, their spiritual parent, you know, raising a guest. Um, but at the same time, I knew that part of my joy in supporting guests was I felt like I was in a way a secure like I'm, I'm witnessing you know I'm, I'm helping raise uh, or teach people divine principle but there was still this fear of like actually going out and actually doing one-on-one -on -one witnessing um and I was kind of using like oh I'm supporting a guest as a way to justify myself of like not actually going out because the the limitation that I was dealing with was um can divine principle really save someone's life? I've accepted it as truth, but can it like save your life? That that was that was the biggest invitation. And and I think um that continued for some time. Um, but then fast forward uh to 2022, um, after my experience with Center Life, I um got matched in June. Um, beautiful sister named Youngju Sharf. And uh, I also attended the National Carp Momentum Workshop that happened at UTS in July. And it was an amazing workshop for me because I got to hear testimonies of students who were like the only one on their campus um, or only one in their city, um, only second gen or what have you, that was wanting to witness, wanting to start CARP. And it was incredible hearing these stories of people that have overcame a lot and faced persecution and had doubts in themselves too, but they went out and they did it. Um, and I had this moment of repentance during that workshop. I had this evening where I talked to Youngju and I just kind of confess that I really felt sorry that I haven't been a person of integrity and that, um, you know, I'm committed to wanting to live a lifestyle of witnessing of wanting to share God's love and truth, but my actions didn't reflect that. Even though my heart was there, I still didn't, you know, um, go out as much as I should, should, should be doing. And um, to God too. So I still growing in my you know, conviction and divine principle and my heart towards your parents. But after that workshop, I, I just said, okay, I got to do something. So I started off with a 40 day condition to read divine principle, the black book for 21 minutes a day. And then that was a great start. Uh, but then eventually the opportunity came to do on-campus witnessing um, at my university that I graduated from two years ago, uh, UC Berkeley. Uh, and it was organized by Codon Mothers, so I wouldn't be by myself. And despite that, I still felt like, oh, I, I don't know, I'm like hesitant. But thankfully, because of Takayo Holmes's How to Witness videos, she shared a morning devotion a couple months ago. Also, I want to really appreciate Carp LA. They have this incredible document on how we witness. Uh, there's so many tools and resources that I felt like, okay. I, I, there's some I, I I have resources available to do on-campus witnessing, and uh, I went out 
and it was hard the first time it was tough uh didn't make any appointments um just you know very brief conversations uh, but i felt alive and i felt like i'm growing and second time it got better and then the third time is when i met um a brother named jonathan and i'd like to quickly share my screen oh there we go yeah so the brother on the left uh, with the blue shirt um his name is jonathan sue he is a freshman um born in los angeles taiwanese descent and yeah he doesn't come from a uh, really religious background. His parents are Buddhist, but they're not really practicing. And then he himself never really practiced a faith tradition. Uh, but he was really drawn to um, the idea of unity between religion and science when I shared a brief intro with him. And yeah, since then, we've been studying principle consistently for the past three weeks. And it's the first time that I, I guess, had like a a, a guest that I approached and I'm, I'm baffled every time we meet just recently we finished reading the three great blessings from um, purpose um, POC and uh, he said for himself like you know even though he's agnostic he said I I resonate with this I resonate with uh, three great blessings I can see that for my own purpose in life and yeah, so that was an amazing experience. Um, and it's still, you know, growing. But I think that whole, to get where I'm at now with Jonathan and, and studying with the guests consistently, I, I think I learned two key lessons. The first one is that even if I have doubts, even though I'm like still growing, um, that's okay, go out that God can use unqualified people. And I thought about Peter, John, and Andrew in the Bible. Um, they were fishermen, but Jesus said, like, just, just come with me and then um, you'll do great. And now they're the apostles. So I just felt like, yeah, God can use unqualified people. And, and um, if you have doubts, that's okay. Just still go out and do something. And then lastly, that um, I'm never alone um, and, and, and I shouldn't do it alone and always ask for help. I'm so grateful for, again, uh, Takayo Homes, for Carpe for these resources, but also for um, Carpe Area, for my central figure, my able figure, the Codon Mothers. It's just incredible how much help there is if you seek for it. And I think it's it's good to always find a team and never do it by yourself, have an able figure and um, great things will happen. So I would not be here were it not for um, people that support me. So that's my testimony. Thank wow. you so much, thank everyone. You, thank you, Yuki, um, Tanaka. Yes. You, are, you are never alone with your able, with God and true parents, your brothers and sisters. That kind of the you know together togetherism is very very beautiful and powerful. I'm so happy to hear that you already matching. I don't know. You need to show your future spouse photo, and then everybody more excited. Wow! Thank you, Yuki Tanaka. God bless you. 감사합니다. Thank you, Yuki. Awesome, amazing testimony, and I hope 
we could all receive so much from that and your honest sharing of your 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 course with witnessing 